Hey listeners, want to become an official Grunthead? Well, now you can, by becoming a patron over at our Patreon. That's right. When you contribute, you'll gain access to our supplemental show, Gruntwork Nights, a podcast not about the TV show Home Improvement. It's a lot of fun, and we hope you'll join us. Just visit patreon.com slash gruntworkpod to join. And now, on with the show! Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to remember that Big Brother is watching you. But, like, in a good way. Oh, great. Well, here are all my civil liberties. Take them so that I can go host grunt work. Thank you. <laughs> that one was better. I like that okay. one. Now, all I gotta say to you, wannabe, gonna be pussy-eating, cock-sucking pranksters, when the shit jumps off, what the fuck you gonna do? Damn, it feels good to be a gruntster, <laughs> because it's <laughs> grunt work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement with the fucking explicit label. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like I'm in 8 Mile right now. <laughs> I am your host, Landon Frotherman Solano, joined always by my co-host, Truman Brendman's Caps. <laughs> But it's good to see you. It's it's good to see you too. We're friends till the end. I think that's uh, that's that's really what it is. I I feel like this episode of Home Improvement really captured the portmanteau game that I have been trying to bring to my life and to this podcast this whole time. I uh, may have made a few notes um, while watching about how many portmanteaus pleased you. <laughs> On the couch, I, I was it was tangible. So Big Brother was really was watching me as I was watching this episode. <laughs> see, are you? I don't see? Know why, why did I go Spanish? All of a sudden? Mexican Big Brother. Okay, hey, you know what? Uh, a big hermano, grande hermano, is mira uh, tu? I don't know if we've got any uh, Spanish speaking uh, listeners. Si. Yeah, uh, oh. mi zapato. Okay, your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it just gets better and better. Yes, uh, Landon, how are you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. A little uh, dizzy headed, I guess. Oh, it was all that profanity, all yeah, that, all so. that swearing that you really did. Made my head spin. Well, well, it's when it's when you really it's when you let the flow just just happen when the yeah. when the sheer unbridled energy of the streets just <laughs> just just emits from you into the microphone. Yeah, and I can't imagine the ghetto boys approve that message, but I'm, no, I, I I don't I don't think they do. But also, I think part of being a hardcore rapper is that you don't really care if people approve of your message. Your message just needs to get out there. Eh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for uh, rappers because that seems like trouble territory. Probably is. Probably is. <laughs> How uh, are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I watched an episode of Home Improvement today that yeah. I didn't feel too bad about. I have some thoughts and feelings and emotions and um, things in my brain that we'll go over in a little bit. I think we're on a really good. I think we're on a really good vibe, and we've hit a pretty good thing. Do we want? Do we want to try and go for a couple more minutes and just sort of spin some some gold off the top of our heads, or do we want to jump right into the synopsis? You know what? No, actually, we do yeah. have some uh, some gold to talk about. Okay, let's and talk by, about it. By gold, I mean some uh, some money, Ooh. which has been donated to us by uh, another Patreon supporter. Um, and and we're letting you know you can donate gold on Patreon. Yeah. It, the the shipping costs are incredible because it's very heavy. <laughs> so we are um uh we'll we'll go through the, all the thanks separately, but uh we do I just want to take the opportunity here to talk about Patreon and how we are slowly but surely getting things squared away on there. Um we've recently added a new tier. You can be a grunt work neighbor. Now. Ooh. You which being a grunt work neighbor 
also means you are an official grunt head, uh, but you are also elevated to the the spot of neighbor. It means that that we will come out and bother you in the middle of the night <laughs> with every problem we have. You will give us your best possible advice, and we won't really listen to it. Actually, it goes both ways. I would say that um, we will be open and receptive to them coming to bother us. It has never worked that way. Whenever has Wilson had a problem that Tim helps him out with? I, I'm I'm shifting allegiances here. I'm saying we are going to be the Wilson in this scenario, oh. and they can be the Tim. Okay, okay. All or right. the I Jill, like or the Randy, or the Mark. Brad hasn't talked to him yet. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, so they'll never really see our faces, is what you're saying. Well, I mean, we're here on the podcast. Yeah, I guess that's how it works, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so we've got a new, we've got a new neighbor level subscriber. Yes, uh, which will get you a personalized video thank you from Truman and me. Yes, uh, as well as all of the the fun tier one uh, official Grunthead things, which is access to our supplemental show Grunt Work Nights, uh, which we just droned on about our favorite films from 2018 for the last two weeks. Yeah, really sell it, dude. Really, really, <laughs> really sell this thing that we're trying to get people to pay for. Uh, no, they're, they're, they're supporting this show. And they just get that stuff. This is just uh, a, this is yeah. just a little extra. It's like the baker's dozen. You get those twelve cookies, and then because the baker likes you, he gives you this extra cookie. Exactly. That when you eat it, tells you about its favorite movies of the past year. <laughs> and then so. you're, and then you're like, why am I eating this sentient baked good that has opinions about media? <laughs> Maybe there's a reason why the uh, the fortune cookie is hollow on the inside and not having the fortune baked literally into the center of it. Because then you bite into it and you're like, why why is this? Why am I biting paper? See, here's here is something that I learned in college from one of my friends. I used to bite into the cookie and then and then look at the fortune afterwards. And my yeah. friend was like, "What the fuck are you doing, you idiot? What if the what if you eat the cookie and then you read the fortune and it says you will be poisoned?" <laughs> you, that is like a good uh, uh, snowman level killing uh, serial killer <laughs> mo. Well, Mister Mister Police, you could have saved her. I gave you all the menu items. I. <laughs> I, I got you the number 13 spicy Lobain. Yeah. Mr. Policeman, you could have saved her. I gave you all the clues plus your lucky numbers and you didn't go use them to buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, yeah, man. I always, I, I, I keep getting those lucky numbers and I don't, do you think that the lottery people are in lieu with the Chinese restaurant people? Uh, I mean, they both print things on little sheets of paper. What more evidence yeah, do you need? That's, that's I mean, that's not even hard. circumstantial. That is hard. Uh, what's evidence? The op- what's the opposite of uh, uh, circumstantial? circumstantial? Uh, uh, hard. Uh, hard evidence that's just hard evidence <laughs> guys this is the thing <laughs> last episode it was 10 30 p.m this episode it's not 10 30 p.m no, we just kind of suck not today in here. no it's not we have no excuse <laughs> guys if this episode sucks i want you to know we're not going to make any excuses this is just purely alone up to it. Yeah. it it's it's us sucking on our own merits wait i haven't had a day off this year yet i've been working through every weekend can i use that as yeah my excuse? that is absolutely your excuse i don't know what your excuse is gonna be but i, I don't know what my excuse is i guys i'm basically a character on a sitcom i barely have a job <laughs> and i just kind of go around and do whatever i want to do and i'm still not fu- functioning at 100 percent today well, you know what? I'm not even going to give you a choice over what you want to do, so you don't even get that. Man. And I'm going to dictate to you right now. Give me a synopsis for this episode of Home Improvement that we watched. You are a slave driver, but uh, I-, I will acquiesce. <laughs> Jill is furious at Tim when he puts a huge hole in the floor trying to install a central vacuum in the basement. Tim is spared from her wrath when his brother Marty comes to visit. But when Tim learns that Marty is thinking of leaving his wife after just six months after she gave birth to twins, he's so upset at him that they have a terrible fight. In conversation with Wilson, Tim realizes that he's always been like a brother and a father, or father, to Marty, but what Marty really needs right now is a brother and a friend, or Brend, who will listen to him. 
The next time he sees Marty, Tim sits and listens to his brother's troubles, and is able to give him some helpful advice about marriage and child-rearing. Oh, how about that? How about that? That was T- a synopsis. That, yeah, well, you got the thing that you asked for. I don't know what you think. I'm some kind of fuck-up. I'm not going to do the thing right. Yeah, no. Let's be honest. I am a fuck-up, and I routinely don't do things right, so I, I, I guess your, your surprise is well-warranted. Yeah. Um, do you want me to tell you what I think some of the titles of this episode are? Not yet. Okay. I want to sit here and stare at you for a little while. Oh, man. Well... <laughs> I did do my hair today. Uh, uh, ooh, cassette title. <laughs> Brought to you by um, our new patron, uh, Tara Lee. Yes, thank you, Tara Lee. I should also quickly mention, I should probably save this for Tara Lee's thank you video, but all of you get to hear it. Tara Lee is the name, what well, was the name, and probably still is the name of the drama teacher at my high school. Uh-oh. And so when I when she was first interacting with us on Twitter, and then you told me that that Tara Lee was was contributing, I was like, oh my god, the drama teacher at my high school, <laughs> I, who I never took a single class from because I wasn't a drama kid. Like I knew her peripherally because there was some overlap between the band and the drama. But why is she listening to this shit? And none of my other high school teachers. <laughs> we did get a private message from her that said, Truman, you know, I've been watching you for years and years and years, always wistful and dreaming of you to join my class, and yet you never did. But I never lost sight of you and kept track of your career this entire time and i was so pleased to see that you had started a podcast which is somewhat of a performance though not exactly as highfalutin as the stage which i would have preferred but uh regardless here we are and now uh here's some money for your patron go do your little podcast about home improvement i would hope that the money she's contributing she sees it as payment for all of the uh all of the time that i spent in the pit orchestra for the senior year production of (laughs) anything goes at high school yeah i know I I mean, I did contribute to the, you know, I contributed to her things. Maybe it's her contributing to my thing. Is anything goes, is that mandated uh, for high schools to do? I I think, because I I can't say, I think our high school may have done it. I know... The high school that my cousin went to definitely did it. I look here's here's what's mandated for high schools to do. First, obviously, guys and dolls. Everyone has to do guys and dolls. Right. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Totally, <laughs> no question. Yeah, a Christmas Carol. A uh, Christmas Carol. Yes, Into the Woods. They also did Into the Woods. Oh, that came after my my time. Oh wow. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but then yeah, I think I think Anything Goes is one of those kind of like. Like they, because they did it again. They did anything goes. Like I think they do it like every six or seven years at my high school. Yeah. Basically, so long enough for people to graduate out. But it's like a big effing deal. You have to yeah. build all the sets that look like a ship. Right. You have to get the band involved to have the pit orchestra playing all the Cole Porter music. <laughs> it was good. It was you a have fun to go time. down to the weird docks in order to get the accurate uh, sailor uniforms. And yeah, and the acu- and the uh, you know accurate sailors to be dancing in the background. You got to find the back alley tattoo artists so that you can tattoo all the chests of the the lead boys. Which is which is weird because they don't even take their shirts off in the in the play. <laughs> it's just it's just all method acting exactly. stuff for them. Yeah. Um. Well. Anyway. Uh. Okay. But I was going to tell you the titles for this episode. Yes. We got into a weird tangent about the high school theater program that I was not a part of. <laughs> Why was I not more popular? Welcome to Grunt War. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, titles for this episode. Yeah. One, Taylor abhors a back... What? No, no, just flip it, reverse it. One, Taylor abhors a vacuum. As in, nature abhors a vacuum. I don't know that phrase. So, it's basically like, like, if, if, like, if, if, uh, you know... I'm trying to, it's like a power vacuum, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, if there is a situation where the most powerful person in a situation is taken out, immediately oh, someone else will well, come in and, and right. assume that position. Power cannot be vacated. It's Some, just always filled by, it's like liquid. Yeah. Right? Power is like liquid. 
Landon Solano. <laughs> what liquid is it like? Eh, I don't know. Maybe Fresca. <laughs> it's it's fizzy. It's refreshing. Or, or gas. What's I don't know. Well, te- technically, um, technically, gas is a liquid. I think. Oh. I don't. I don't think. Actually, don't quote me on that. <laughs> I. What are the three? There's there's solid. There's liquid and gas. Isn't it? Those are the three states of matter. Yeah, I think so. Are those so, are the three states that matter. Uh, <laughs> no, the three states that matter are California, <laughs> Oregon, and I guess Michigan because you're from there. Yeah. I I could have done a dunk. Um, okay. What so, else you got? Okay. Uh, brend it like Wilson, as in Brent's. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. And third, suck it up. Oh. Uh, that is a really decent title. I like that one. That, a lot. that last one. That's yeah. that's good. That's good. I I get the I get the impression. I can usually tell from your facial expression when I get it right, and you're not making that facial expression <laughs> right now. Uh, no, I'm not. Can you tell from my facial expressions whether or not theirs is going to be a good title? It doesn't seem like it. You don't <laughs> seem very proud of them right now. But honestly, maybe I'm not that perceptive of your of your emotions. Uh, I don't. I have a good poker face, but not intentionally. I just don't convey emotion very well uh that that is the but that's still a good poker face like. <laughs> but it's not I, whatever um okay here's the actual title of this he ain't heavy he's just irresponsible i don't i don't know what that means <laughs> uh like is that a song is that a song are they talk singing to us like how we talk sing to them it's an old song i believe from the hollies uh from the the 60s or 70s is it motown god damn it are they motowning us again he ain't heavy he's my brother which is uh the name of the song yeah which they could have they could have just lifted that i would have appreciated that more <laughs> than this uh also i have to fully admit um I'm not up on my 70s lingo, 60s lingo, that that new Fresca world of the, the 60s. I just said Fresca. Like, Fresca's, oh, yeah, Fresca's not, like, Fresca's a current drink. I mean, it's from the past, too. Um, he ain't, I don't know what heavy means. He ain't heavy? I don't know what heavy means in that regard. Well, I mean, I know that when Marty McFly says this is heavy, it means this is, like, a lot. This is a lot to handle right now. This is a big deal. That I can understand, but, like, to say he ain't heavy, what does that mean? Like, what? I I don't know, man. I, I barely. He's a lot I, to deal with? He ain't heavy. He ain't. I'm looking it up on Slang Dictionary right now. I don't. Wow, man. This is, this uh, is truly the worst content. <laughs> <laughs> their title is bad, and their title is so bad it made our show bad. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, well, it says, heavy means awesome or good, or serious uh, and intense. He's he's not intense. He's irresponsible. Here are some synonyms. Uh, terms, Other terms relating to awesome. Awesome. Okay, I don't know why cool. they listen to that. Too. Great. Here's one. I just wanted to point this out. Beast. Beast? I haven't heard that. Uh, it's a person or thing that is good and awesome. That's Beast? This is also the worst slang definition site I've ever been on. But they uh, must have really good SEO if it's the first one you found. Beast, boss, cool, cool beans, dank. <laughs> okay. No, no, hold on, hold up. Dench. Dench? Like, as in Judy Dench is on here. That's Dench? Uh, we're, that's calling Dench. Things, we're calling things Dench I, from I'm now on. I'm so on board with that. Dench is the new is the new thing. I mean, because they've listed, like, Gucci and other stuff. Dope. Uh, yeah, I, I also Dench. Love... We're, we're going with that. that so this this whole bad content thing led us to a gem uh, in the rough. Okay, that's, that's perfect. I also like to point out that a slang dictionary had to put a definition of cool beans up there. <laughs> Like oh you 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 never had you never had like a, a sixth grade history teacher who was trying to be cool yeah right oh man okay Dench 
Well, um, Landon, uh, I I don't I don't like that title. I can't I, I can't even give that a grade. That's not like even an F. That's just like a <laughs> no grade given. You did no work this semester. Yeah, agreed. Ugh. Um, so this episode was directed by our good buddy Andy Cadiff, uh, and written by Elliot Schoenman, who oh. is the the showrunner, um, and or the showrunner <laughs> Molly. Molly Sims, uh, who wrote Eve of Construction. Um, oh, you're with... gesturing to the you're gesturing to our Hot Wheels uh, Home Improvement oh, toys, and not the, There you go. There, yeah. Oh, now I, I know what you mean. Now, okay, the very good. Facing yeah. you in the face. Yes. Um. So they they co-wrote Eve of Construction together. They co-wrote Feud for Thought together. Um. Let's see. Oh, they also co-wrote I'll See You in My Dreams together, and oh. uh, they individually wrote a few other episodes that we've experienced so far. So um, <laughs> not that we've watched, but we've experienced. Let's criticize their work. Okay. <laughs> How did you feel about this episode? Honestly, I liked this episode. I thought this one was, I think, I thought this episode was better than a lot of the ones, we, certainly than a lot of the ones we watched last season. Yeah. Um. You know, I think this was another episode where it doesn't really turn so much, I mean, certainly Tim does some wrong here, but he doesn't do as much wrong as flagrantly. And also, Tim... The lesson that Tim, like, uh, Tim is on the side of righteousness, I think, in this episode, which is good. He stand, he says a lot of things that had me nodding. And, like, yeah, those are fairly good comments about what being a man is and what being a good man is. And then the advice that he gets from Wilson, like, what Wilson tells him is also, like, what Wilson points out to him isn't just, like, a point like, hey, Tim, you should be nice to your friends. <laughs> yeah, or right. Like, hey, Tim. Not a completely obvious, uh, yeah, yeah thing that you should already be doing. Yeah. Hey, Tim, women are human beings who have <laughs> needs and wants much like men, although yeah. their needs and wants are different than men's, and you should be receptive. To like, Wilson gives him some advice that is actually something that I had not even considered and that kind of that, that made me reevaluate my feelings towards Tim's brother and mm. the situation Tim found himself in. And then I think that Tim's interaction with his brother at the end was fairly sweet. And, yes, everything Tim does has kind of a thin sheen of... Uh, to it <laughs> that i couldn't have put that better but but it's the but the sheen it's just a sheen here it's not like to the very core of yeah. him so overall i'd say this episode it's is more pretty... of a emilio not a charlie yeah uh, yes yes uh it was a uh, it was it was far more he, he has a thin estevez uh all over him um what, what about you what do you think uh similar um where there were moments where I was just like, oh, I hope this doesn't head in that direction again. Uh, and it didn't. Again, what you just described, where it's like, eh, it has a little bit of that peppered in in the moments, but it ends up in the right place. And I can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah. Um, it's not big on laughs. Uh, there are some, some and yeah. they're they're good. But, you know, I think that this is probably going to end up being our serious episode for the season. Yeah. <sighs> Wow, that's a thought, isn't it? So it's all downhill from here. We tend to like the serious episodes best. What's wrong yeah. with us, man? <laughs> we... I thought we were funny guys. <laughs> um, I just, uh, I'm going to go reapply my clown face makeup to go into the frowny face one. That, that ta it takes a while. It's I hard know, to so have a lot of emotional range as a clown. Enjoy hosting by yourself for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> you ever, you ever hear that joke about the guy who's depressed and he goes to the doctor and he says, I just can't, I can't, uh, I can't laugh anymore. And the doctor says, you need to go see this great clown Landon. And then the guy says, but I am Landon. I'm no joke. I'm reading Groucho Marx's autobiography. He tells that exact story sans my name. <laughs> Uh, that would there. be that would be seriously dench if he told <laughs> if he told the joke that I just told like about you. Oh my god! If if Groucho Marx's autobiography became like the never ending story, 
that it was like writing itself for me as I was reading, and I got to live with uh, Groucho for a bit. Yeah, and you got to ride ride on Groucho's back, going like this. I'm <laughs> pumping one fist near like that gift from the ever never ending yeah! story. Woo! If Groucho was flying down at my bullies from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> just, just he pulls a cigar out of his mouth and just blows smoke all over them. <laughs> wow. God. That, uh... Okay, fanfiction.net uh, is where I'm going to go to to write that story. So do we want to... Do we want Before we go any yeah. further with that strange tangent, do we want to get into what actually happened this well, week? Let's grab our shovels and do some digging. Okay. Let's... Let's, let's go for it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't have a better thing to go with. So, oh, that's right. we open in the kitchen at the Taylor house. Yes, the- to a very tragic sight of uh, the grunt creep's last minutes on Earth as he jumps to his death from the tabletop. He basically, the countertop. He basically ta- yeah, tap dances off the side, but honestly, seems pretty happy about it. Like, yeah. may- maybe he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, exactly. I, I think... Once you've, uh, well, I'm not going to speculate in a humorous way about suicide, so yeah, let's yeah. not go there. Uh, good. Let's not. <laughs> Off to a really, really strong start, guys. Uh, Again, we are not tired. It is not hot in here. It is just us being us. After, uh, that death, we, we are, our attention is directed to Brad, who's on the phone, talking about his hair techniques, uh, to Ashley. Yeah, he, he puts mousse in it, he blow dries it, and, and Jill, he's sitting there on the counter, Jill comes in and tells him, like, you've been on the phone for two hours, and Brad then promptly gets off the phone, which does not seem like a very Brad move. A little huffy. Yeah, he has come so far from that first phone call with Jennifer. Oh, my God. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you're right. He's really growing up right before our eyes, isn't yeah. he? Like, he needed he, – that was an entire episode of Tim coaching yeah. him to get ready for that. And now he's spending two hours. Now, here's what I want to know. Yeah. I've got – let's just, let's just you know, the elephant in the room. I've got pretty nice hair. You've got pretty nice hair. I've never met a woman who has wanted to, to hear, who's just like, hey, Truman, hi, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, can you just tell me about your hair care routine? Like, I just want to hear all about it. Well, I think when you're in middle school, you probably don't have the depth of life to talk about experience and your opinions on political matters, or at least not in 1994. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, listen, in, in 2002, I had a lot of opinions about the, uh, about the lead up to the war in Iraq that I was trying to share with girls, but they didn't want to hear about it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they just want your moose stories. I, mean, I, know, so I know. The the groundwork was there. They wanted to hear your moose stories, but uh, you just didn't provide them. And also, at the time, I I wasn't I wasn't moosing. You know, I was oh. lucky if I even was washing my hair every day at that point. Do you use moose now? Uh, I use gel now. Gel is that? I mean, the I don't use any hair products. Well, you see, moose is like a uh, light foam that sort of gives I know your hair what more voluminous. Oh, okay. Well, I'm so, I'm not trying to moose explain <laughs> things to you. No, but g- gel is just like it's it's a little bit it's a little bit crunchier, but it gives a little bit of a harder hold, which I feel like for my hair with how heavy it is, I yeah. kind of need that to shape it in the way that I do. Do you prefer that over uh, a nice balm? Like, uh, what are those fructis you get the, like, oh. the thing where you scoop Oh, like, like pomade? Pomade, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't use pomade. That gives you a very wet look, which I think makes me look like one of the, uh, uh, less handsome, uh, featured extras on Mad Men, which is not <laughs> okay. what I'm going for. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we're like, we're like four seconds into this episode here. Uh, but, but Brad, exp- you know, uh, Jill is getting on Brad's, uh, on, on Brad's case for spending so much time on the phone with yeah. Ashley. You know, you see her all day at school and you just come home and get on the phone and he says, well, what? I can't help it. She can't get enough of my moose stories. <laughs> and is it really a story? It's cause it's not like, no, it's just an explanation it's of a two- instructions. It's look, this, this, honestly, this is why she's spending hours listening to it. They didn't have YouTube makeup tutorials back then. <laughs> 
they did, did, all you do is you just called your friend with your best hair and had them explain to you yeah. what what they did. Does he end every phone call with uh, with Ashley going Gucci? Yeah, <laughs> and hangs up. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Uh, well, I know. I think honestly, what he he uh, he just tries to get spawned. He says like, okay, well, I've got to wrap up this phone call, but be sure to mash uh, like and subscribe. Be sure to put me on speed dial and uh, yeah, right. tell all your friends, pass notes to all your friends in class with my phone number on them, so they can call me and hear it. Gucci. Um, so he hangs up the phone, and uh, Jill shoots him outside. Right when Tim comes home with a gigantic box, which is uh, never good news for the house. No, it, it absolutely is not. And uh, this is, he explains this as Binford's new fan-cooled central vacuum system. Insulated vacuum system. So, okay, well, forgive me. Well, I don't know if he said something that was different than was on the box. I wrote down what was on the box. Yeah, I just I just listen. I don't look. Uh, but <laughs> We can both be right. Yeah, okay, that's, that's good. We, we can agree and be in agreement. <laughs> Uh, but so Jill, I I don't know if this is actually a thing or if the like I because I don't know what I can trust from this show anymore after they shot right? Tim and Al down to four inches tall. But <laughs> I uh, do think you're talking about the the actual device. Is yeah. that a real thing? I yeah. do think it is a thing. Yeah. Okay. A that seems very impractical. B I guess there's not really B. Just that seems impractical overall. But it's like a big <laughs> unit that you put in your basement, like and, a furnace, like a furnace. Yeah. But then you basically can, one giant vacuum bag. Yeah, and then you there. can just, in any room, you plug a hose into a wall port, yeah. and then you can just vacuum off of that. And Tim is like, this is so much easier than lugging a heavy vacuum upstairs. And I'm like, is it, though? <laughs> is it? Also, vacuums, well, I guess you have to store them, but, I mean, like, they're not, I mean, they're not cheap, but at a certain point, I mean, you have two incomes, you're, you have a successful TV show. I think, Tim, you could probably afford two vacuums. You you have keep one upstairs, one downstairs. Well, they have one income and well, are right, also spending yeah. on college. Yeah, but I guess it doesn't matter. I guess nothing really matters. Uh, they got to start getting uh, that black market money that Randy's getting uh, to contribute to the household income. Randy's not going to give them a cut of his game. <laughs> like that, just a that's, cut. He'll just give them a cut. Yeah, he'll he'll cut them across the face if they ever <laughs> ask for some of his, his stash. Uh, so uh, Tim wants to install this thing and, and he says it's going to be so great. It's so powerful. And Jill really is skeptical about this and doesn't want to do it. But finally, but Tim makes a face at her that seems to play on her sympathy. Finally, she relents and Tim says, give it a week. This whole house will suck. (laughs) Um, I say that sounds accurate. Yeah, based on his track record. <laughs> uh, yes, I mean honestly, the house already kind of sucks. Like we, like the floor plan makes no sense. And yeah. uh, I'd live there though. Yeah, I mean, well, well, yeah, I guess. Like, if you want to, would you live there with the entire family living there? Here's though? a question for you. Yeah. In the reality of the Taylor's world, what do you think is on the audience-facing wall? Uh oh. I mean. It seems weird they just have an entire wall that they don't use. Well, the TV is supposedly up against it. Well, no, the TV we see is sandwiched between the the two doors that goes outside. Wow, you're right. I actually don't know. Maybe they have... Maybe it's just a massive mural of all of Tim's (laughs) tools. Uh, Or it's like... Or Uh it's just all of Tim... It's just a gigantic pegboard with all 7,000 of his tools up on it. And just like only his favorites are in the garage. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really make sense, like from a housing standpoint. No, it makes but... sense within the within the context of the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so give me a week. This whole house will suck. We get a vacuum transition to the theme song. Yes. 
Any I, notes? I do. Oh, have what, what is it? Some notes. The video game screen. Uh-huh. Uh, the, so the scores are 20, uh, 203,069, giggity, to uh, 38,251. So that suggests that player... Who, who pl- has who? I, well, I don't know. It's like player one, player two scores. Oh, okay. But uh, it, it suggests... That but who's play- on the screen when you see those scores? Oh, man. I, I was so busy just trying to get the numbers okay. down, I didn't even right. see. And there's a high score listed at the bottom that I was not able to record this time. But so some, so someone is absolutely trouncing someone else at this game, which leads me to believe that Mark... It's got to be Mark. Unless Mark is the one who holds the high score. Mark is the only one... Well, maybe he's both. True. True, uh, actually. I yeah. mean, Mark's the only one who actually gets points. He yes. jumps over the thing, gets 500. Brandon doesn't. So so it's really not even really a, a testament to skill so much as the fact that the game only selectively rewards points to <laughs> Mark is the one that is uh, programmed this game and traps his parents and, and brothers into it yeah. and forcing them to play. He really is the first Jigsaw. Yeah. It, no, he's he's really the first uh, Jay Plems on that episode of Black Mirror where he's <laughs> uh, where he's on the spaceship full of like cloned people he hates. Uh, I also have a video game note. Oh, okay. They're on level two. Oh, um, and I, now that makes me it raises so many questions. What was level one? How many levels are there? Is there a final boss? Will we get answers to these? The final boss is the grunt creep. <laughs> oh my god! Of course, yeah. yeah right. how, how do you how do you even ask yeah, that question? Right. Um, yeah, though, these are all good questions. I have no answers. Mm-hmm. We'll keep working on it. We've got a few seasons left. Okay. Yeah. Um, so from the theme song, we go outside the backyard, uh, yeah. where Tim is putting out all of the carpet padding because he has hit a water pipe in his little endeavor to install this vacuum. And no, we don't mean that he hit a bong and got bong water all <laughs> over the carpet, which has happened to me in my past. But uh, no, he instead hit one of the actual uh, show enough pipes under the house. I have to imagine that's probably true of every person who's ever owned a bong. Uh, yeah. Everyone who's ever owned a bong and lived in a shitty apartment, yeah. uh, that's that's basically happened. Well, I mean, are there people who own a bong that don't live in a shitty apartment? Snoop Dogg. <laughs> wow. You were quick to, to yeah, trounce just, me on that one. Uh, and I'm trying to think. Well, Susan Sarandon smokes a lot of weed. She doesn't live in a shitty apartment. Yeah, but do you know that they do it out of bongs? I mean, I believe Snoop Dogg would have y- it Yeah, I, I don't I, think Susan Sarandon would do a bong. Uh, I think she would. <laughs> She's, I think she would. I don't think she does, though. I'm like, I, I wouldn't picture her uh, as a like a bong owner. I would say if she's at like you know, um, who did, who does she hang out with? I don't know. I I don't know other other people who didn't vote for Hillary Clinton because <laughs> they were Bernie Bros. I I I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I I picture her spilling lots of bong water on the floors of her lavish Malibu mansion. Um, huge takedown on Susan Sarandon. She also strikes me as someone who might live in a shitty apartment, though. Just by choice. She's got that Rocky Horror Picture Show money coming in. She doesn't have to do that. She doesn't have to, but she chooses to. She's like, you know what? I can't give up my bong, so that means I have to keep the shitty apartment. Yes, the rich people police would confiscate (laughs) it if you move into a mansion otherwise. Uh, So Tim Tim has got the carpets all wet, so he has ripped up the carpets and is airing out the carpet pads. Uh, and there's this gigantic hole in the floor of the living room, which I guess one of his ducts for this vacuum thing is going to go through. And yep. Tim is trying to explain to Mark what has gone wrong and what he's trying to do to fix it. And he says, yeah, you know, I'm going to I'm just trying to get it all patched up before your mom gets home. Yeah. And then the door opens. And we hear <laughs> almost like we're on a sitcom. Yeah. As if on cue, because it literally was <laughs> cued by the assistant director. Uh, Joanna, you know, Tim, I'm home. And she, he goes, well, I guess I'm not going to get it done before that. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, my notes are sparse uh, in this scene, but uh, Joe oh, but, but you saw some good shit in the background, didn't you? <laughs> Not in this scene, but I did in, in some others uh, coming up, so foreshadowing. Um, but I can walk you through. So Jill comes home, and Tim is trying to prevent her from from seeing it apparently she was trying to study at the the library and was supposed to be there for the next two hours but had to leave early because the college boys were bothering her uh thinking that she was a librarian now let me say something okay. folks let Uh-oh. me say something Uh-oh. let me say this. let me sure just got a serious let's just on. let's just get real i'm gonna turn my chair around backwards and, and i'm also going to turn my cap around backwards, which is weird because it's hattie and it's uh, the same both ways i'm gonna turn it upside down and and take it over to the nacho cheese soda <laughs> fountain and start filling it and it's gonna take some time because it's a big hat folks when when Jill walk Jill walks in, she's wearing this sundress that is you know on on the shorter side. And my first thought is, damn Jill, okay. And then look, I'm just saying, you don't look like no. She's lying to Tim when she says they thought she was a librarian. Dudes were definitely hitting on her. Like I, okay. I I'm not trying to be creepy or anything. Yeah, no. I'm just saying you like you know <clears throat> the the joke here is like, oh, Jill's an old lady. Jill is not looking like an old lady in in this. That's not the case here. Uh, I tend to agree with you, and uh, she shouldn't have to conceal that. Yeah, no, she I shouldn't mean, conceal that people are hitting on her. You know, yeah, Jill, it's okay to like, you know, you can be, you know, you can like, she shouldn't have to feel bad for being good looking. She shouldn't have to feel bad for being hit on by guys, and yeah. even maybe flirting with them a little bit, because Lord knows Tim indulges so whatever say, he wants I, to I do. I think it's less about her feeling bad than it would be her trying to protect Tim's fragile ego. Yeah, well, and she shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, agree. She should be able to flirt it up. <laughs> I mean, you know, just remember who you're coming home to. <laughs> Which she she reaffirms her commitment to their marriage later in this episode. So yeah, um, what? Let that flirt flag fly. And honestly, <laughs> also, had she stayed at the library for another two hours getting her flirt on, uh, <laughs> then on a lot of the conflict in this episode would have been averted. So, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, don't let's not put it all on her shoulders like Tim does. No, certainly. Uh, moments from now. But, yeah. So, as she comes home and explains this, Tim tries to block her view from uh, the, the hole in the floor as long as possible, but clearly uh, that does not um, take. No, it does not. And so she's very upset about all of this how you know it's like now because he's put a big hole in the floor like she can't use her computer which is right there all these all these other uh, disasters and horrible things well no it's basically one big disaster but it's really she she just said just one time i'd like to come home and have the house not be a complete disaster because of you she's very upset tim in turn tries to blame her for this saying this never would have happened if you had proper study habits which not a not a good hill to die on tim (laughs) no and, and you will die but you know it's it's weird because uh, in this moment, like his his I don't even call it charm. I, I can't think of another word, but whatever his shtick is, where he tries to turn the tables and blame it on somebody else, for I, I felt weird, but it started to work on me a little bit. I, I you know is it because he knows I could see it in his eyes that like oh he knows that he he fucked up and he feels bad about it and. He's trying to turn it in a way, I don't know. It, it, I don't know if we are like, if it's us, like if we're a uh, Stockholm Syndrome, we are, we are, <laughs> we are Maybe. identifying with him uh-huh. or is it, is it that, or, or is it that they have toned Tim to, like if they found the sweet spot from yeah. season three, which was too far, it's like, we need to bring you into a more likable kind of sphere of influence. Well, uh, probably, hopefully the latter, cause I don't want to completely defend Tim to... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want to die on that hill with him, so no, I don't no. feel like I'm Leave completely him alone in on that Stockholm hill. yet. Yeah. Uh, I might be renting a hostel there, but I'm not uh, a permanent resident yet. Maybe, maybe you're in Helsinki. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've purchased my ticket yeah. to go across seas, but uh, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Uh, but so this this kind of this this fight is a brewing. Jill goes upstairs and slams the door. But then there's a knock on the door, the front door, uh, a different door, multiple doors in the house. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying which door it was. Pe- people at home like, well, what the fuck? She just closed the door. How is there a knock at the door? Is Jill trying to get out? We don't know what's happening. Uh, Tim opens the door. The Actually, front door. to tell you the truth, it was a doorbell. Oh, it's a doorbell. There's a there. Well, there's a knock at the doorbell, by which I mean someone wrapping their knuckles against the button. Uh. <laughs> Tim gets on the floor, he uh, opens the door, yeah. and everybody walked Tim's brother, Marty, who is at the door. Well executed. Thank you. Thank you. It's so, it's so great. This is me at top form. Uh, tell you what. Character Actor Corner saves the day. Wow. It's it's kind of got like a circus type vibe for Character Actor Corner today, per the clown makeup, I suppose. Exactly. Exactly. We are your audio clowns. Okay. Tell us, who oh, is this character actor? This is, so, the first appearance of Marty who will be on Marty. the show between now and the end of the series, he will be making many returns. Great. Um, many happy returns. He is played by a character uh, actor. actor. A character actor. In a corner. <laughs> Nobody puts character actors in a corner. <laughs> uh, named William O'Leary. Um, do you have any exposure to this guy uh, before the show? Uh, William O'Leary? No. He looked familiar to me, but I feel like I say that a lot. And also, <laughs> I think that a lot of character actors... I mean, he's sort of a generically handsome-looking white guy, and yeah. there were a lot of those on TV in the 80s and 90s, and even <laughs> today, yeah. so I don't, I don't really know. Um, so this certainly isn't his most famous role, but uh, I knew him going into uh, Home Improvement as uh, Dead Meat from Hot Shots. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. I, that, I loved that movie so much uh, in my adolescence that... Uh, I know, just kind of burned with me and uh, burned with me. Burned with me. Yep. Hey, man, burning for you. <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult. No real reason to reference that. But he was also in uh, Bull Durham. Oh, okay. Uh, I think That's a movie I've seen. At this point, Home Improvement is the thing I know him most from. Yeah. Uh, but he also did a God, a weird mishmash of stuff. Um, uh, here's a, here, oh, we're gonna play is, our meta game. Is it the game? Is it? Here's our meta game. I don't have the answer to it yet, but I'm looking. I'm, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Wait, wait, wait we got to say what the meta game is. Okay. Was he on ER? I'm gonna say no. Okay, and your reasoning? My reasoning is. My reasoning is that I can't keep saying yes, they were on ER and having that work. And also, the game there is zero skill. It's yeah. basically flipping a coin. So I have <laughs> yes or no. Like I nothing about like there's no strategy to it. There's no yeah. nothing about looking at this man tells me whether he's been on ER or not. There's not like it's not like if I look closely and freeze frame, I can see like some scrubs like dangling out the the from underneath yeah. his shirt tail. Like he just put on his costume for this over his ER costume. Well, maybe. Maybe that gives us extra work to do. We have to start looking at these character actors more with more scrutiny to see maybe there is a connected tissue for the ones that are in ER and the ones that aren't. Uh, the ones who ER and the ones who ER aren't. <laughs> God damn you. I, I would prefer not to put any more scrutiny on this show. The amount of scrutiny we're applying is, is really taxing my sanity. He was not in ER. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm batting uh, whatever the, a put- perfect score is You're right now. Just put- putting along. Um, he was in NYPD I'm- Blue. Oh, okay, which is, okay, that's close. Like West Wing? Wow, we're getting all the, the it's kind of weird that he wasn't on ER, because he's not all the other big 90s shows. Uh, 24, he did a voice in L.A. Noir. Oh, a video game. well, 
there were there were hundreds of voices in that. It's kind of yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure one of us did a voice in L.A. Noir at this point. <laughs> he was on two versions of NCIS. Oh wow! Yeah. Plays the same guy. He did the oh you no? Know, I'm sorry. He did one episode or two episodes of CSI Miami. Oh, and then he did one episode of NCIS Los Angeles. NCSIS. <laughs> Too many acronyms. Yeah, I completely agree. I think they made an entire uh, TV show on Comedy Central about that. He's also in a upcoming. His upcoming credit is listed as Bitcoin. Wait, um, he plays Bitcoin? No, his he, the he physical have a personification name. is Bitcoin. It's just the name of the the project called they're, Bitcoin. They're making a movie about Bitcoin. <laughs> that is that is going to be the new Gotti in terms of douchebag movies. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I don't know why, but at this bar that I go to every week, they have little chalkboards above every urinal, and someone not just with like chalk or pen or pencil but like took the time to scratch out of this blackboard buy bitcoin okay and that's, that's the first thing i think of whenever i hear bitcoin anymore is like someone is passionate about it so, so someone who is passionate enough to take like a bowie knife into a bathroom and <laughs> while they're taking a piss carve an advertisement into a blackboard like i love bitcoin yeah. so much i'm going to ruin this thing exactly. i'm going to make it impossible for anyone else to discuss anything on this on this chalkboard this filthy unsanitary chalkboard that people are writing on with their their hands that recently touched their penises <laughs> um so that's william o'leary hopefully we did him justice yeah i know no nothing nothing better than <laughs> than getting sandwiched in between urinals and uh and uh, bitcoins yeah um, but he will be back in many, many episodes to come as, uh, Tim's brother, Marty. So... Marty! So thus ends this episode of Character Actor Corner. Wow, the, the, the end <laughs> credits are really understated for You know, it's, it's like, uh, it's a very truncated version when they have to get really quick into the next, uh, show. They're, they're showing the, the credits super <laughs> fast super in, in the inset. High speed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jill is, so Tim is happy to see his brother. It's a total surprise that he's shown up. That's how it, but that's just how it be on sitcoms. People just kind of show up without, you know, any, like, oh, I couldn't get in touch with this person. I'm just going to show up at their house. Yeah. Whatever. It's the nineties. Anything's possible. (laughs) Uh, Tim is happy to see him. Tim shouts to Jill. Jill is at first like, I'm still mad at you, Tim. And then he's like, ah, but my brother's here. And then Jill comes running downstairs and hugs him. She's so happy to see Marty. Uh, and asks all about uh, Marty's wife, whose name is Nancy, Nancy, and how their two beautiful daughters are, the and twins. the twins, and uh, you know, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, they're great, or whatever. I don't really have notes on what specifically he said, uh, <laughs> but but uh, uh, Tim is very happy that Marty is there, not just because he's his brother, but also because Jill is not going to continue to fight with him when there's company around. Yeah, right. So he wants him to stay as long as possible and yeah. uh says as such. Yes, Tim, the the expert and grand purveyor of what is manly and what is right, is so happy that he can hide behind his little brother so he doesn't have to have his wife speak sharply to him because he completely fucked up the thing that he was trying to do that he said would not be a big right. issue. Right. And to to go back to Marty just showing up, he did say uh, I tried to call, but the phone was uh off the hooker. Uh the phone was disconnected, working, yeah. yeah. And uh, the scene ends with him going, well, that must have been that bunch of wires I saw through. Oh, Tim. Oh, <laughs> oh, Tim. And then we get a saw transition to later, which is just kind of a one of these weird transitions. Uh, uh, kind of, I don't know. It's like the same scene, just like five to ten minutes later. Yeah, it's it's like we want we had more transitions than we had scene breaks. So we're just going to throw <laughs> yeah, one in here anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so 
Tim and Marty are talking while uh, Tim is trying to fix this pipe. Yeah, and it's not going well. He has, uh, you know, they're they're well, they're talking about you know how the the last major fight that Marty and and his or like the last major fight that Marty and Tim remember Marty getting into with his wife, which was at their great uncle's funeral, where Marty oh God, yeah. quote unquote lost to the ashes. And Marty says, I didn't even lose him. I just, I, all that was happened is I just, I got in the convertible with the urn and Tim goes, that was your first mistake. <laughs> and are they, we, are we led to believe that all tailors kind of have this accident prone, negligent curse? They're not so much accident prone as just dumb. They have yeah. low wisdom scores on their fifth edition <laughs> character sheets. Uh, I think that, well, yeah, I like the way that this, this joke was constructed, though, because he, they never go the whole way. It's just like, I just got into the convertible with the urn, and then Tim cuts him off. Like, that was your first mistake. Yeah. They, don't have, they don't have to tell us the rest of it. And then Tim says, and you know how many, how many cigars I had to smoke to get Uncle Harry back? <laughs> <laughs> to make one Uncle Harry? Yeah. That's it. it, that's was, it yeah. Uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was a funny thing. And then in, in the process of this... Uh, Tim, Tim asks Brad to turn the water back on and water squirts up into his face and all over the floor. And Jill is standing there watching as this happens. <laughs> and Tim's like, well, not there yet. Yep. And then we get a very, ag- I mean, it was a pretty short scene. We get a uh, very aggressive, uh, wipe transition uh, yeah. to the point that the whole screen vibrates as yes. we enter tool time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, am I going too fast? Do you have stuff? No, you want no, to talk I, about no, 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 there's not okay, a whole lot great. there. Uh, so Tim, you know, Heidi introduces us to Tool Time, uh, mm-hmm. which is it's always a pleasure to get a little intro from her. Yeah, to get a high from Heidi. Yeah. <laughs> a contact Heidi. <laughs> contact Heidi. And uh, does everybody know what time it is? Tim comes out and he completely ignores Al. He doesn't introduce him at all, but introduces uh, Marty, who's sitting in the audience. It's so great to be sharing the stage with someone who means so much to me. And Al starts to do a tool man salute. And he says, my brother, Marty. And he goes over to where Marty's in the front row. Yeah, technically not the stage area. Tim. Yeah, true, true. Uh, Tim Tim did not take yeah. theater. No, he didn't. Tara Lee would have a lot to, to tell him yeah, about that. Yeah, drama teachers all over the world right in. <laughs> specifically Tara Lee. Uh, so... Uh, anyway, he introduces his brother. They yeah. chat a little bit. Al expresses his displeasure at having been ignored. Yeah, I can't remember what he said, but uh, he's like, "Do I have enough time to go backstage and uh, do a thing? No, yeah, pick up my dry cleaning. Pick or up something. my dry cleaning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what are you getting dry cleaned, Al? Isn't final <laughs> machine washable? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe Hattie. You know what? He's oh yeah, of course. Hattie yeah, the, you can't just hand yeah. wash that. No, no, no. Yeah. And you need to wash it a lot to get all that nacho cheese out of the barrel of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but uh, on tool time this week they are talking about abrasives yes and they have a bunch of you know tim says we've got a couple hoods out here hoods of cars to demonstrate just a on. couple of gang members just sitting there ominously with uh you know caressing their gats yeah oh know. wow I, wow I'm going very very again generic. the street just just come and come flowing from you speaking your <laughs> truth well, and, and Tim makes that same joke, and we've got a couple hoods out here, we've also got a couple hoods waiting for Al backstage, because he's behind on his flannel payments. Oh, God, I missed that joke, and now I feel embarrassed that I made the same joke that Tim did. Why don't you tell me about the fucking calendar then, Landon, because I know that's what you were looking at instead of listening to this. The calendar hasn't changed. Oh, okay. It's been the same for a season. They're, they're fucking with you now. They are. I'm, I'm a little, like, what do I have to talk about on the show if I can't comment on the calendar? Yeah, you know, there's really no other content, is there? It's just, it's really just calendar improvement. I will say they did add a new bit to the background. Behind Tim's chair, there is a black propeller with a uh, yellow trim. 
Oh, that wasn't there before. Maybe that's from the Blue Angel spot. Well, it was a jet, so it didn't have a propeller <laughs> nope, on it. No, that was <laughs> water propeller. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, quite completely different. Okay, so there's no real explanation for what that thing is. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, they ta- they do some jokes about the big book of flannel jokes. And... Yeah, Tim's going through and saying, you know, okay, we're talking about abrasives. We're talking about car finishes. How do we, you know, what do we use for the different types of jobs for each type of uh, hood job that we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And Al goes through his uh, Binford abrasive uh, where he polishes it and looks in and can see his shining reflection. And Tim kind of gives him a sideways look. Uh, Tim moves over to the next hood and does this thing. Uh, I don't know. It's not very interesting. No, it's truly not very interesting. <laughs> and you know what's even less interesting is me explaining something that's already not interesting. Um, you know, pe- people people listen to this thing. People, this, is, this is the filler part. You yeah. Know? The, you need to hear words to connect the funny bits, and this is your palate cleanser right now. You know, like, if, if everything we said was funny, then the whole thing would be like a clip show. Like, like <laughs> why would people watch the clip shows if every scene on The Office was funny? Oh, buddy, we gotta think about what we're gonna do later in the season, because there is a two-part uh, clip show. There's a two-part <laughs> clip show? There's not that many funny moments. Later in this season. Jesus Christ, it's only have been to four seasons. Figure that out. Um, oh, man. That's not Dench at all. We we head into Tim making a joke about Al's flannel. I can't remember what prompted it, but... Oh, I remember. He said... Uh, um, <laughs> he got a good dunk on Tim, actually, and said... Oh, oh yes. You have it written down? No, I, I do have it written yeah, down. Go uh, so it's uh, so if you want to remove a stain from this type of hood, you need something more abrasive. And Al goes, like a can of Tim's personality. <laughs> <laughs> Which prompts uh, Tim to kind of get his comeback joke. He's like, well, you put a Al's personality, it would be empty. Oh, yeah, can, a can of Al's personality. Yeah. And Honestly, then- not to... I mean, I like it better, though, because at least Tim is like, okay, I, I see the kind of joke that you made, and I'm doing another variation on it, not just going like, well, I'm going to fire you, or like going, <laughs> yeah, right, it's not a cat noise. Yeah, it's not a cat noise. These, this is the <laughs> low, trippable bar that we have set for Tim Taylor's jokes. Uh, but he continues with the bit even further by pulling out the uh, the big book of flannel jokes. Yes. And uh, starts reading, you know, pretty typical jokes from it and then when al strips it away from him he pulls out the pocket flannel joke book so we were assuming that tim <laughs> had two different books printed up for a single goofer yeah. on his show and when al strips that away from him he tries to find a place to put it ends up putting it in his uh breast pocket of his flannel uh presumably to save him from a bullet later on a tiny tiny bullet <laughs> shot by a four inch tall assassin uh so then Tim starts talking about the most difficult kind of, uh, I don't know, the, 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 under the most difficult circumstances, you need to use really top quality abrasives. And there's, these, are, these are the three most abrasive things. The, this kind of sander. The, this, oh, he pulls out yeah, his, his cue card bit. Uh, we haven't seen one of these old chestnuts in yeah. a while. The fucking cue card bit. Oh, boy, <laughs> oh, boy. People get so excited. It's like seeing, uh, like you, you called this one too. Oh god! Well, no, I mean, I well, I called the general misogyny of it, but I was like, <laughs> I was close, but not not exactly a cigar. Yeah. So it's a, a, this kind of sander. It's or like this sort of uh, other tool, yeah. and it's in illustrations of each one, or it's <laughs> a nagging wife, and it's a cartoon of a a really caricatured, shrewish, yeah. angry woman, just only missing the rolling pin. And you know this is this is Tim's low point in the this is the worst that Tim gets in the yeah. episode and this is pretty bad this is and I'm just I know that I was saying earlier that that Tim is better I my girlfriend listens to the show and she was criticizing me recently 
for the episode where where Jill is talking about going back to school yeah. and Tim has said no to it and then in the end says, "Well, I was just worried that that she won't that she won't like me anymore when she meets more intellectual people." We gave him somewhat favorable reviews for that because it's like, "Wow, he's showing some vulnerability, whatever." And she's and she said to me, "That's actually one of the worst things about Tim is that he wants to forestall his own wife's progress and hold her back because he's not good enough." And the point that I made to her and the point that I'll make now is I am so like I have such low expectations <laughs> for Tim that that if he if he is not like if he is not this level of shitty for an entire episode like yeah. if he only does one horribly problematic misogynistic thing in an episode that for me is great that is <laughs> massive improvement for Tim right and I think to to comment on that moment of that episode it wasn't like oh he learned a lesson he he or he's fixed the problem but I think he acquiesces by the end of that episode to yes. kind of acknowledge the real problem yeah yeah and it, after the episode ends presumably he'll do the work to make it better <laughs> yeah they don't they never show that yeah they never no, show him doing the not. work of course but i completely agree with uh your girlfriend in that and like also agree with you that i think we just have a weird fucked up standard of what is acceptable now. <laughs> yeah i know Cause I, we gotta we gotta get through this ourselves yeah like the, our options are either we adapt to how shitty tim is and hold him to some kind of standard or just every episode be like fuck this fuck this fuck this fuck this <laughs> right right um anyway so so on that hysterical joke that gets yeah. the whole crowd laughing yeah just larfing and larfing uh, we go to, uh, we transition to, to, current corner. I have no, no rhythm really. So, uh, I, I, just, I can't, we can't make up rhythms on the fly. I'm just always impressed at how intense the themes for each segment are like it's all it's always like we're watching an 80s action movie and it's like the song that's playing when they see like a, a truck full of bad guys on the horizon about to come over and attack them or like or like when when they when the guy adjusts his rearview mirror and sees the helicopter ch is still chasing yeah. him or something well if you listen uh to our patreon only grunt work nights episode i did just rewatch uh or not rewatch i just watched Red Dawn for the first time, so maybe I'm influenced uh, a little bit by that. And and a subsequent one will be us talking about Red Dawn and yes. all of your thoughts about that. Um, so I got actually I I do have to give that a a, a bigger finish that okay. that theme song. So okay, Carn Corner and brought to us by John Smith. <laughs> and I I like I I picture when you go Carn Corner, it's just like a freeze frame on both of us with our our like jumping in the air, Fists in the air, yeah, or like high fiving. <laughs> Richard Carn is high fiving us too, hopefully. Uh, so we are going into a Carn Corner here, where uh, we give you normally we pose a question to Richard Carn and then we recite our answers uh, here on Gruntwork. Um, this week, since we were dealing with a bit of a tricky schedule, uh, we don't have a question for or from him, but I do have a bit of trivia. Okay. And I feel like I may have even mentioned this in season one, but I can't remember back that far. So you're really, you're really underselling. I, I like, just, yeah, I want to just take the wind out of everything I'm about to say. Skip ahead on your podcast <laughs> thing by about two minutes, because this will not be new. Yeah. Okay. So, um, did you know? That Karn isn't his last name. No, I did not. So, this well, is, or maybe I did. I'm, I'm going to read, told me I'm gonna read this verbatim from IMDb, okay. uh, just so that it can't be held against me. Um, his last name is omitted from his stage name because it was discovered that the Screen Actors Guild already has an actor by the name of Richard Wilson. Oh wait, we have talked. We have about talked the, about yeah, this. Yeah, okay. yeah. Richard Wilson, though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. 
you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Now that I remember having heard this before, it's not as exciting as it was the first time I heard it. Yeah, no, but uh, but interesting. Have we speculated uh, since then about Wilson being Al's father? Uh, no, I mean I think we speculated about it a fair amount back in the back when we had fan theories to entertain <laughs> us rather than just right. just trying to unpack what Tim is doing to his wife and children, uh, <laughs> society as a whole. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, you know maybe they are related. I mean, I get, it's just it's just weird that Tim yeah. shows so much respect for Wilson and so little for his own kin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just uh, found that kind of interesting, Richard Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So Almost, it we're, sounds we're, more presidential. So, Karn, it, honestly, it does. It, yeah. it does. Uh, Do you but, think that's because there was a President Wilson? Yeah, I think that would be a, that would be a big <laughs> part of why. Yes, I mean, if his name was 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 Clinton or Hayes or yeah. uh, or Van Buren, I think we would have the same opinion. <laughs> Richard Van Buren. Richard Van Buren. Yeah. Yeah. What was his first name? Martin. Martin, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Martin Van Buren. Martin, also a uh, popular sitcom in the 90s. <laughs> that's true. One it, that I watched quite a bit. It all ow, comes together. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. You know what? It can't come together without a little bit of uh, injury. I, I was trying to do the interlocking fingers, fingers thing. Yeah, and a thousand I, points of light. And I kind of scratched my, my pinky finger. That's oh. tough, guys. <laughs> we are making... Such good content here in our car and corner. Oh yeah, this isn't uh, isn't the best one, but um, that is trivia, and that's what I promised you. So that's what you get. You can, so you can't be mad about it because I technically delivered. Uh, <laughs> so let's. Uh, what do you say? Um, we we duck out of this corner um, quickly before anyone notices and get back to the episode. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's do it. You know what this has been? Car and corner. Ching. <laughs> sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog. Because that's who produces Car and Corner, I guess. Uh, same people who do Family Ties. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we go down to Mike's, which we haven't been there yeah. in a while. Mike's Tavern, a good old uh, uh, familiar watering hole here in uh, Home Improvement Land. <laughs> yes, it, it tr- truly, truly it is. And uh, that same bartender is yeah. still there. Yep, Wallace. Wallace I is still there. Name, I think. Yes, and I, I feel like you're going to talk about the sign that's up in the background. Oh, no, I don't, but I have dartboard comments to make. Jesus Christ, dude, you have one jo- Okay, there's a sign-up in the background advertising the stinky. It's like- Really? Yes. I didn't see it. How- Landon, goddammit, what do you do on this show? I don't know. You don't pay attention to the foreground or the background. Is there, like, some kind of middle range in there that, that is that is it for you? Uh, so, yes, there's a sign- uh, like a, like one of those black with white letters signs uh-huh. um, advertising the stinky with pastrami and a bunch of other ingredients. Did they and, list the ingredients? Can we go look at what is inside of a stinky and make one? I, I think, well, yeah, like pastrami is one of the things, so you wouldn't be able to eat it. Yeah, but, I'll uh, find some sort of alternative. Yeah, but uh, I, I mean, I think also, I'm pretty sure that uh, that uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine, like he talks about the, I, it doesn't list the cheeses that are on it, but it lists the other ingredients Is this? It. So are you talking like, this is a blackboard kind of like Bob's Burgers where you have yeah, the burger of the uh, week yes, or day. Yes. Uh, well, it's not. It's not like written in chalk. It's written okay. in little like stick on letters. But oh, yeah. Oh man, I'm, we're gonna do this. We're gonna. This we're is gonna, gonna make a stinky. Hey man, yeah. I'm I'm all about that. I'll, I'm I'll, gonna. I love to cook, and you love to eat. So I will make you a stinky, <laughs> and you will eat my stinky. <laughs> Here we are, grown men doing our worst content. Oh god, you guys, <laughs> you guys. This is the episode where all of our Patreon subscribers leave us. Um, I look. I'll, I'll eat it, man. I'll even. I'll even pay for the pastrami, so you don't have to subsidize the killing of animals. Well, I might go get some jackfruit for myself and pound okay. that into some yeah. sort of. Uh... As long as we're both eating stinkies, yeah. Also, like, I get the, like you know, yeah. You you love to cook. 
I can make sandwiches. Like, a sandwich is not really cooking. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, you got to give it a little chutzpah. Well, I suppose, yeah, if you're to- toasting the bread, maybe that yeah. counts. I, anyway, <laughs> look, there's a whole scene that happens here. It's not just It's not just a third. It's like two and a half minutes of this sign and, and me <laughs> studying it. So uh, Tim and Marty walk in, and yeah. the first thing Marty says is is uh, solid you, gold. Do you, Oh, I don't know what he said. He says... Only in this country could a goof-off like you get his own TV show. Oh, yeah, right. Which just sort of is, like, more broadly speaking to to everything about yeah. a home improvement. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and then he follows it up with the, the turn into the seriousness that this episode takes, which is he asks him, do you and Jill fight a lot? Yeah. Well, and, and part of it, like, he, I think the, the way into this is, like, I don't think Jill's going to like that comment about the nagging wife. And... Oh, yeah. That brought up some, some interesting insights into the way Tim operates uh, tool time. Yeah, like, he only does those sorts of bits when uh, Jill is already mad at him. And he, like, he came up with the bit a couple weeks ago, but unfortunately they weren't fighting then. So he couldn't use it yeah, until now that feels a little problematic there is a there is that 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 comment is large it contains multitudes <laughs> that makes me wonder if he instigates things in order to use the content on the show it would not surprise me in the slightest if he does that seems that's a classic tim move uh but so that wow. leads into oh so i guess you and jill fight a lot yeah we do yep. and then that leads us into more of the realness yeah while they're playing darts um and i just want to point out um something that doesn't absolutely need to be pointed out but uh marty throws a dart and it hits the board and tim just blindly says good shot and he got a two <laughs> which is the least good shot you can get on a dartboard <laughs> Well, but then Tim throws a dart and hits the wall beneath, beneath the thing yeah. and actually fucks up the wall. So I'm going to continue on my dartboard notes here okay. and say uh, the position of this dartboard seems like probably the worst position to put a dartboard in this restaurant because you are throwing it right on the corner where the the wait staff has to come out of the kitchen blindly. Like you could easily put it on the wall opposite it and be safe because you're not going to you know maybe throw it out the window, but... Yeah, you're not gonna hit anybody, but it just seems very, um, yeah, not uh, not good. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, maybe that's why Tim likes this place. Lots of people get injured there; it makes him feel at home. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah, yeah. M- maybe so. Um, I have more, but I, I no. felt like that was a pretty cold fish. So let's keep going. No, I mean, I know I can. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> I don't need pity. Laughs. Excellent observation. I earn my laughs. Which is why I'm broke. But uh, Marty is having relationship problems with Nancy. Yes, he is. Uh, since she had the kids six months ago, it's like the relationship is tanking. It just feels like it's like he doesn't know his wife anymore. Yeah. They barely get any time for each other. It's all these kids all the time. And basically, he he says like he's thinking of leaving her. Yeah. And, and Tim's reaction here... Uh, immediately, I had a knee-jerk reaction to his reaction. And I'm like, I'm not... I don't... What he's saying isn't necessarily, like, bad, I guess, but it's the way he's saying it and the approach he's taking. Because he's immediately, like, calling him out and saying, you got to man up. you got to, like, you know, uh, just gr- – I think his exact words were, you got to grow up and act like a man. Yeah. And I'm like – he says, you're running out on your family. Like, these are things – I think the sentiment is right. I just – like, he's so brute force putting it through the man machine that uh, it's just coming out in a way that – is a little awkward for me. I'm just, I'm so used to Tim hiding behind manhood as an excuse for every shitty toxic thing. Like, yeah. like a man, a man eats steak all the time. And you know, a man likes cars and doesn't go to the ballet. Man, man, man. 
But it, now at least, like, he's getting... He, and he's actively angry and riled up at the prospect of this man walking out on his wife and his family and saying, like, a man... So at least here, he's using he's using these um, complicated notions of masculinity to try and get his brother to do the right thing. At least he's right. shaming his brother over manhood for, the like, a thing that a man should do, which is stay with his partner and stay with his family and fight through things. And Yeah. I, Actually, I, as you're talking about this, it's kind of helping me articulate my issue with it. Yeah. Which is that this was Tim's just immediate reaction to even before hearing the the situation. I think Marty just says we fight a lot and things aren't the same, and I'm thinking of leaving. You know, essentially, those are the bullet points. Yeah. And Tim is just like, you can't run out on your family. You can't. So he, he gets no real information from Marty's side before he launches into his um, Act Like a Man campaign. You know, I feel like I'm more forgiving of it because, I, you know, he, he, look, and, and my my headspace that I was in when I'm hearing this is like, Jesus Christ, like, what what an asshole. You're going to leave. You, you honestly, your wife just gave birth to twins. Right. She's yeah. not paying enough attention to you. So you're going to just leave her with two children who you fucked into her in the first place. Right. You, yeah. You like, and I'm pissed at him. And so to see Tim embody my righteous anger at him and, <laughs> and dress him down. Like, yeah. And I think that Tim's anger was commensurate with, with the shitty, like, yes, maybe Tim, Tim doesn't know all the facts. He hasn't talked this thing out enough. But also, you know, when you suggest something like that, even if you're just blowing off steam, then okay, well, this gets brought up later in the episode and I change right. my opinion on it. But, like, the, I think that Tim completely dressing him down for this is like, yeah, good. You know what? You, you don't want to get talked to like that. Don't have shitty opinions or don't voice them at least. Don't even, <laughs> what, you're going to really, you're just going to walk out on your entire relationship and leave your wife in the lurch because, oh, it's not as fun anymore now that, now that right. we had these babies. So, I don't know. I I really liked seeing Tim take that kind of stand for something that I actually agree with for once, and throwing the full force of his larger-than-life personality behind a good cause. Yeah, and, well, I guess I just have a different personal approach to it, and, and like, I probably would have been seething with judgment at that moment, but I, I feel like I'd want to hear the full story before getting it. And maybe I'm misremembering how the scene played out. Maybe he did say you know, uh, it's been six months and, you know, we're just fighting a lot. Like, maybe he, maybe he did paint it in a way that gave Tim enough to give a reaction. Yeah, yeah, like, Tim, I mean, yeah, he says a bunch of, like, it's been six months and all we do is fight and it's stra Like, he, he he kind of builds it a bunch saying how bad things are. Yeah. I, I, but okay. also, like, but also, look. I, and also, I, they're brothers, so I think there, there's a, a yeah, the, the, the likeliness to... to react faster there's brother they're brothers and also just like i didn't expect tim to respond with any finesse to this situation in no the of course part. not but just in terms of like how someone in 2018 could approach it like or 2019 we're in now yeah god um right right in a different you gotta cross out that check i know uh it's just yeah i i don't his, his kind of he approaches it in such a very masculine sort of way that i i feel like could be just approach a little bit differently, but you know, whatever. This isn't worth uh, hashing out too much here. But yeah, um, the the crux of this uh, interaction between the two of them is that Tim really lays it on thick, and Marty gets upset, saying, "I just, I thought you'd, oh, you of all of our my siblings or our siblings would understand." Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't, and then Marty kind of storms out of Mike's tavern. And, yeah, um, Tim's like, "You never commit to anything," and and mm -hmm. you know, Marty gets up, he throws some money on the bar, and walks out. And Tim goes, "This isn't enough to cover the beers." <laughs> 
<laughs> Which is a funny line to end on. Yeah. Uh, we get a fade out transition. Yes, I know. Just yeah. a, the, like the show was like, okay, guys, we showed you some pseudo drama. So <laughs> you get a normal transition between scenes. And we go to the backyard where Jill is outside working on her paper mm-hmm. for psychology. Yep. And uh, both Randy and Brad come through the backyard talking to her. Yeah. Randy, of all people, has the the least woke bay. <laughs> response in this episode uh yeah what, what is it when she like first he's asking you know you haven't made dinner a lot since you've been uh like what's dinner gonna be oh your dad and, and marty are bringing home a pizza oh you haven't been cooking much since you've gone back to school yeah i know i'm sorry i've been really busy oh no i wasn't complaining it's a good thing yeah again more dunks on her cooking and then she he starts to inquire about what she's studying and uh she's like i'm, I'm writing a paper on mood disorders and uh randy just kind of throws out there well you should be an expert on that and then and and walks off just in time for brad to come in and be complaining about how the phone isn't working yeah uh and jill tells him just go over to ashley's house two blocks away just walk over there he says how long can i stay she says until one of us graduates (laughs) um i really did expect uh, mark to come out at this point yeah uh, his own problem yeah her other child does which is tim comes home yeah we we only get the briefest hint of mark at the very beginning yeah Yeah, that's right uh but yeah then tim comes home having forgotten the pizza and he also doesn't have marty with him and jules starts out being pissed about that but then tim uh explains what marty has been saying about how he wants to leave the girls and jill is rightfully outraged and mm-hmm. they're both on the same page it was kind of a relief for me to see them like after all the fighting they were doing like yeah okay they're on the same page about this they're both equally upset at at, uh, at marty for this yeah absolutely although tim i don't know i i really don't want to keep getting into the nuance of this but i i feel like tim's way of explaining all of this is still so filtered through this kind of idea of manhood because he does say at one point you know um when he's explaining to why or how he was trying to tell marty to stay with it he was just like you know just admit your life is over and take it like a man which you know even written was like oh he knows he put his foot in his mouth with his own joke but like there's just i don't know i i can't just take so many nonchalant take it like a man isms that yeah just subversively work their way into your mindset if you watch it so often yes true i don't really disagree with you on any of it i guess i'm just looking at it more through the filter of for the 90s take it like a man is much less charged than a lot of the like you know again i'm just grading on such a curve right now (laughs) i get it i get it i mean but not only is it misogynistic because like you know women are probably can withstand way more than a man oh no doubt no doubt also is toxic yeah masculinity because yes men who you know whatever i don't need to get into you know you know the drill that i've done a million times before yes um but then jill kind of like brings it home here which mm-hmm. i i really enjoyed yeah uh she well actually actually i don't really know why don't you tell me how she brings it home um well uh my notes say bring it home jill okay dot, so, dot, dot. so i mean jill is righteously <laughs> upset and she says, well, look, you know, when he, like, he can't just do, he, yeah. he can't she do that, whatever. She sympathizes with Nancy. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, poor Nancy. Yeah, oh, he hasn't even told her yet. I'm right. the only one who knows, whatever. Uh, and then she says, well, well, I, you know, next time you see Marty, tell him to come talk to me about it. And Tim right. goes, no, 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 he's my brother. It's my family. And Jill says, well, when you when you marry someone, you marry their whole family. I mean, what would you do if something was going wrong with one of my sisters? And Tim goes, I'd run like the wind. And we get a wind transition blowing a bunch of trash around the screen. We get the most beautiful transition I've ever filmed. This garbage bag just dancing between scenes for 15 minutes. 
Oh, great. <laughs> that was me flashing you. Oh, man, thanks. Well, I, I hope Chris Cooper doesn't shoot you. Spoiler alert for a 20-year-old movie. <laughs> uh, wasn't Christopher Plummer brilliant in that? We go to our Wilson scene. I, let's, let's do a moratorium on the Christopher Plummer jokes. Although, although man, uh, uh, someone on Twitter pointed this out. Amazing how we, we gave Kevin Spacey an Oscar for so convincingly playing someone who wanted to have sex with an underage person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But at that, 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 that. Um, we go to our Wilson scene, um, where I thought it was kind of funny that we can, maybe it's, it's through the whole episode reaching, uh, the pinnacle of its problem that we know a Wilson scene is coming, but there's something about, maybe it's, they're using that, that extra boom camera that we can tell it's a Wilson scene before we even see Wilson yeah. any of the time. Here comes the boom, so to speak. <laughs> you can just, yeah, as soon as yeah. the, the camera flies over and it's like, okay, everybody, chill out for a moment. <laughs> everybody kick back. We're going to get some advice. your daily zen. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the actual term for this, but he's working on his uh, miniature Japanese rock garden. Yes. Out there playing with his rocks. Yep. And my question about Wilson here. At this point, we're, we're four seasons in. Yeah. We've seen him do a lot of stuff. And outside of peering through that telescope, he hasn't really repeated any of his things. So yeah. my question to you is, Are all can he possibly keep up all of these hobbies all of the time? Or does he just go through phases? Mm. Is he just like a teenager with his interests and be like, oh, I'm really, really into Russian literature from the 17th century right now. Or... Is he, like, actively interested in, in pursuing all of these things all of the time? The dude seems to be retired, so yeah, maybe there's only gonna... 24 hours in a day. Well, neighbor, I only sleep uh, four minutes a night. I don't know, <laughs> something like that. Uh, I don't know, I, I see it more as him going through phases. I mean, yeah. I, my, my parents have, have friends who have been retired for some time and who have very eclectic interests, some of which they keep up with actively, others of which they kind of just rotate through because they enjoy... They enjoy the act of teaching themselves new skills mm. and new pursuits, and mm -hmm. then once they've learned it, they kind of get more interested in learning another new thing, and it's, you know, it's harmless. It's yeah. just different interests over time. It sounds like my mom. There yeah, you go. She she actively works on one level of Candy Crush, and then when she can't get past that, she switches over to her slot machine game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's great. And then she and then once she once she taps out on the slot machine, she goes back to that level of Candy yeah, Crush. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My mom just bounces back and forth between Candy Crush and Solitaire on, on her iPad. <laughs> My mom does a Solitaire, too. That's good. That's yeah. good. Man, more, are, could we actually be brothers? That's our <laughs> fan theory for this podcast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but Tim Tim pretty much launches right into um, talking about uh, assuming the responsibility uh, after their father's death of uh, father and brother to, to Marty. Yeah, yeah, a father, because his, his brother was one when Tim was 11 and their dad died, and then their mom had to go back to work to support the family, so mm -hmm. Tim basically raised him, taught him how to ride a bike, and taught him all these other things. Yeah. And, yeah, so, so Wilson draws this comparison, Tim draws the awesome uh, portmanteau frother <laughs> and then um but then wilson explains to tim through again some classical comparison that i just just i take notes on so much of this show well, i can't write down all this maybe stuff. maybe he didn't need a father figure but maybe he needed a brother and a friend yes more of a brand which tim says yes uh but yeah, so someone who will just listen to him and hear him out mm -hmm. and not apply any sort of judgment or, you know, Tim has spent so much time trying to teach his brother how to be in their life that in this case, he just needs to like be a shoulder to cry on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And hearing this, I was like, wow, okay. 
I hadn't considered it that way. I was so angry at his brother for what he was saying before, much like Tim was. I never thought about the fact that, no, he was blowing off steam. He didn't right. have anyone else he felt like he could confide in, and he just needed to talk about this. And Tim overreacted. Yeah, yeah I think that, yeah, that's... that's... Wait, so walk me through that a little bit more, because I, I, I find that to be essential in my own life. Like, I work issues or whatever, I have a person that I can just kind of turn to and type all my frustrations out yeah. in a text and then realize that, you know, I don't even care if she pays attention to it. I just need to get that out and yeah. she can give the little thumbs up or thumbs down or frowny face or yeah a plus or whatever <laughs> uh i mean i have a a plus uh you get 90 percent or more on your uh on on your feelings uh no i i mean like i am like i completely understand that and mm-hmm. apply that in my own life i have friends who i vent to and blow off steam too i mean i was just uh uh folks i had a tragedy recently my playstation 4 deleted <laughs> all of my saved games off of it including the 65 hours i've put into red dead redemption 2 forcing me to and like i was I, that was basically five years of my video gaming history completely deleted, which is small potatoes, but also, like, I like video games. This was a major hobby of mine. And I went through a period for about a week there where I was, t- you know, I was venting to Landon yeah. here. I was venting to my girlfriend and my other friends. Like, I'm just not going to play video games anymore. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to get rid of my play. I'm just going to put my PlayStation out on the curb and just let someone take it. I just don't even want to do it. <laughs> and then, and then like, about, you know, a couple days ago, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You still like <laughs> video games. You play Red Dead Redemption again. You yeah. love it. It's one of the best games ever made which i'm doing now so like i could did anyone try to tell you what to do though when you were venting uh uh, well no i mean what god bless what a few people did what what my what my dad said and what my girlfriend said was like well what about data recovery because they're both kind of tech oriented people i'm like no 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 it's not like you can't do data recovery on a plate this is getting so into the weeds uh but no 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 one ever tried to tell me what to do and everyone was just everyone was very good and just like listened and, and heard me out and I understand this is not nearly the same state. Like, no right. no one is directly impacted by this, but I understand the sense of, like, you're emotional about something. You need to just go through this this kind of public anger yeah. or this public feeling about it. And then having said it all out loud, you kind of realize what you actually think. Absolutely. There's a lot to be said about just feeling like you're being heard in order to clarify your own thoughts on something. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm certainly if one of my friends, you know, one of my friends who has kids or something came to me and said... Things are so bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking of leaving my wife six months after she had this, these babies. Uh, my I, my reaction wouldn't be like Tim's. At the same time, I don't necessarily think my reaction would just be to be like, yeah, interesting. Hmm, that's cool. Tell me more about that. It would be like, well, <laughs> right. okay, give it some time. Like, I understand how you're feeling. Those feelings are legitimate. Like, sit with it for a while. Don't make a decision right now. Like, yeah. it's going to get better. Like, so I would have had a different reaction to it. But I think in the world of this show in the kind of heightened reality of this show where people become four inches tall, I had, I <laughs> thought when, you know, when he says that, I took it as, oh, shit, he's actually thinking seriously of doing mm-hmm. it. Like, I didn't give this show credit for having the emotional... De- or I didn't give the characters the credit for having the emotional depth to just, like, have have some kind of snap judgment feelings that they don't actually feel. Gotcha. So, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I completely agree with, with what... I live my life through this prism that Wilson is talking about. Right, I just right. didn't think that that prism existed on Home Improvement. Yeah, well, let's go into it, unless you have anything else with the uh, every man is an architect of his own fortune uh, philosophy that Wilson gives. I do not. Uh, I didn't even really remember that he said it. Let's go into um, the kitchen where Marty comes home, and we actually go through uh, the culmination of this uh, process. Yeah, you know, Tim, 
you know, Tim, uh, Marty's like, I'm just going to get my bags and go, whatever, you've said enough to me. And Marty's like, no, I just, you know, uh, Tim apologizes for the way he said everything, and Marty explains he just wants Tim to listen to him. And yeah. So they sit down. The yeah, table. that was that was a big moment for me because I'm like, my note was, uh, okay, I just want you to listen. Is Tim capable of this? Because <laughs> Jill has had this problem in the past of just wanting to be heard and listened yeah. to, and uh, he seems so incapable of it then. Well, dude. Jill's a woman. Oh, fair. Obviously. Right. Well, I'm not uh, right? me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, but then Tim actually says, okay, I'm listening. And he, like, sits down. Yeah. He, he quotes Fraser Crane and sits down and they, uh, and, they and open he up a, a, a pair of uh, Diet Colas. <laughs> yes, actually, yeah, yeah. They, they a couple of Diet Cokes. Look to be some kind of Super Bowl promotion because they have, like, a football field thing on them. They were just generic Diet Colas. Uh, oh, they weren't Cokes? Non-name non brand, yeah. Oh, well, I, I don't, then I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> i don't either uh yeah and so they just kind of talk about it it's more just a rehash of what he was saying before you know it's been you know there that used to be she would always reach for him and now they're always just reaching for the babies yeah. and uh, he mentions there hasn't really been any music in the house in the past six months which i think is a euphemism for sex oh uh, i think so um i you know what uh, i don't really want to comment on that i was going to i had a note written down uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you could, you know, man, whatever, dude. <laughs> you know, today actually is the day the music died. Um, so oh, this is the day that today's the day the music died. We're Super Bowl Sunday. We're recording on the day the music died. The day Buddy Holly's plane went down and yeah, all that I, I, yeah. yeah, I've heard a Don McLean song before. Dude. <laughs> I'm not trying to mansplain to you, just to anyone listening. That That's what we know. should have talked saying at the beginning of yeah, the episode, well, all 11 minutes of it. Uh, well, let's just say the music died a long time ago. Yes, and and <laughs> when Tim hears that the music has been dead for six months, yeah. he says, "No wonder you're so cranky." And then Tim explains, "Well, once the kids grow up a bit, the band will come back. Not all the band, but at this point, you'd be happy with a kazoo and a whistle." <laughs> Which is pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I, I grudgingly appreciated that. Uh, and then he starts talking about, you know, it, the kids, you know, Marty starts explaining, like, ah, I, I wish I could just, you know, not have be spewed upon every time I reach for the kids. And Tim's like, oh, well, you know, they grow out of that. And then they get a little older. And then you can roughhouse with them a little bit. and uh, Take them to tractor pulls. <laughs> Marty goes. Uh, teach them how to be guys like us. Teach them how to be guys like us. And Marty's like, they're girls. The twins are girls. And he's like, well, okay. Well, then you can teach them to stay away from guys like us. Best advice you could possibly <laughs> give your daughters. Um, yeah, don't, you know change and affect change in your own life to not be a guy like that but whatever um we get a another in in staying with the theme of this season another controversial grunt oh yes yeah no i mean well he and his brother both start both start grunting like yeah. he goes or like his brother goes oh yeah i shouldn't be around girls guys like us and, and then tim goes oh shouldn't be like like tim basically does what what counts as one grunt but then he talks a bunch in grunt voice um Let's save the rest of that conversation for just a minute so we can finish up this episode. Sure. Uh, we cut to later. Uh, Tim has finished the vacuum and the floor. Yes. Uh, Jill has finished her paper. Yeah. And um, when he goes to demonstrate that it works, she holds out her binder with her paper and it gets sucked up into yeah. it. And I presume this means that Jill has to flunk that class, flunks out of school, has to go and beg for her job back at Insight Detroit Magazine, and Tim just continues living his life as a TV show host. Or Tim just goes downstairs, opens up the vacuum bag, pulls the presumably wrinkled but still intact paper out, and yeah. cleans the dust off it, or types it up at the computer for Jill. Well, part of the, the installation process of this vacuum is very much like the gauntlet, where there's like 
There's uh, <laughs> it's like spikes. The, yeah, it's the crushers from Galaxy. Yeah, Quest exactly. Tim yeah, Allen and yeah. The, the fire and it, you know that paper has to go through so much in order to get down into the vacuum bag. Tim should just shrink himself down to four inches tall, <laughs> go into the vacuum, and save get it. it. Yeah, yeah. It actually, yeah. By the time it reaches the bag, it turns into Uncle Henry, uh, just a bag of ashes. Because <laughs> oh, he's still working on trying to refill that urn. So that Marty will uh, save face. Yeah, this is really why Marty's wife is mad at him. Yeah, right. Oh, God. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, we go, uh, that fades out, and we go to some outtakes with Al flubbing some lines, which is pretty funny. Um, and then another <laughs> fuck up of the, the vacuum sucking up the paper where Tim tries to pull it back out of the vacuum. I don't know. It's kind of funny, but yeah. uh, didn't make it. D- didn't make the, the cut for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything we didn't go over in uh, this? Short of uh, a, a popular segment on the show, no. A popular segment on the show? Could you possibly be talking about... Ding, 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 <gasps> The grunt count. <laughs> well, that just upped our count, because that was so convincing. Uh, <laughs> is that like a glockenspiel playing when it goes like... Oh, man. Um, oh. Our grunt count is three. Three trace grunts, and they and it was all in. Then not a cluster of three; they were all individualized grunts. There was one up front, one around the middle of the episode, and one at the very end. No, oh, very evenly paced. Yeah, yeah, just spread, two spread of them out. were like lead-in grunts to grunt talking. Yes, which is where this controversial note comes up. Well, yeah, well, look, there's no way. There's well, we set it out early on. A grunt has to be a grunt. A grunt can't be him talking in grunt voice because there's no way to count that at that point right like, in speaking in that what do i count every word as a grunt I don't at know. that point that's a lot and that's now, gonna inflate our numbers do you count um oh as a oh. like when he like when he's leaving with martin he goes oh oh yeah that's uh, 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 uh. uh no i i don't count oh because because he's done those with with wilson a lot where it's like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and oh is oh is him speaking as a reaction mm. like oh uh, that is a grunt him grunting when they show the manly kitchen that they built, uh, that and the, the series of grunts that he goes on, that is just Tim grunting. That is yeah. him not speaking the English language. That is him making <laughs> making just a pure primal testosterone infused yawp. Okay, all right, I accept it. I mean, I, 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 you better. I got your back no matter what. I just want to discern for our listening audience. Uh, oh yeah, no, we're clear. When they when they watch along and they go, wait a minute. Was that actually one, two, three grunts, or was that more? Was less? Was that less? I don't know. Look, I mean, you guys can debate it if you want to, but we're we're right, you know. I'm, but, but we're right. Yeah, we're well. No, <laughs> I was going to say we're right here. Like seriously, <laughs> right into our show. Like contact us. We yeah. still got some disputed grunts from previous episodes. That it's not going to matter for a long time until we tally up grunts for this yeah. episode. But right. still, think about it. Uh, some 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 food, some grunts to think about. Um, some grunts for thoughts <laughs> and that's been uh oh you know what can okay i'm gonna do this and then you're gonna have to loop it back into the beginning okay whatever the theme song was <gasps> grunt count presented by Je- uh kirstie jeffries oh yes thank you kirstie yes, yes i will totally edit that back in thank and you. not have it be just our weird outro i would feel so awkward and embarrassed if you didn't do that so i'll leave you some empty space here before we go into the outro if you enjoyed today's show and want to help us create even better content, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over on our Patreon. Which is www. Again, not looking for the website, just okay. what, yeah, what our, they get okay. over there. 
man, what, what do you get at our Patreon? You get uh, you you get the chance to be an original Grunthead at yeah. our at our first well, an official Grunthead, an official Grunthead. The, the original Grunheads are designated only for those who have been with us since the very beginning. We have so many tiers that I can't I even get. I, my tears fell like rain. <laughs> uh, you can be you can be a a an official Grunthead, official Grunthead at our first tier of subscription, yeah. or you can be our neighbor a level of Grunthead sub- neighbor, yeah, grun- or a Grunthead neighbor. And uh, being a being uh, like subscribing at any tier gets you access to Gruntwork Nights, our yep. supplemental podcast about anything but home improvement. And then subscribing at our uh, neighbor Grunthead level gets yep. you uh, a personalized thank you video from yep. us, in addition to all the other stuff at the other tier. And you get to sponsor a uh, segment on the show, like the Grunt Count, like the Carn Corner, for the entire month. Yes, exactly. Yep. You every every time you do this, I'm like, shit. I need to actually memorize what are all of our benefits. You know what? Are. I don't even have them all memorized yet, and I'm just trying to. I, I, it sounds like I'm correcting you on the fly, but I actually I'm just remembering them uh, myself. So, you guys, what we're, we're, we're learning. What we're saying is definitely take your hard-earned currency and give it to us. We approach this with the <laughs> utmost professionalism. Yeah. Clearly, we're organized and know what we're doing. So, uh, just you know, feel good about it. Just do the thing over at Patreon.com/slash GruntworkPod. Yeah, thank you. That Patreon.com/slash GruntworkPod. That is what it is. <laughs> Uh, uh, and if you want to help others find the show, consider leaving us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes. Uh, and you know what? We, we've we arranged it so that if they do, they get something. So yes. tell them what they get. We'll be their best friends forever. I can agree to that. Yep. We will be not... We, we will We will do... Through through terrible Frankenscience, we will become your brothers and your friends. <laughs> uh, please stop by... And say hi to us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where you can find us at GruntworkPod. I just realized right now that I forgot to post on Instagram last week. Um, oh, but, shame. But I promise, guys, I'm making an effort here. Uh, you can find information on today's episode on our website, which is... www.gruntworkpodcast.com There's that gold I like. Uh, <laughs> while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released, as well as get the Grunt Count hint yeah you don't want me to just tell you no of course there's no there's no, why buy the grunts you need, when you can get the count for free you need to be engaged you need your brain synopses to kind of trickle and crackle with uh information and get you thinking yeah man yeah. Get, get the old get the old noodles cooking <laughs> uh and until next week when we cover another episode of home improvement i've been landon solano i've been truman caps and if it's tuesday then it's grunt work it's true it's not- Thank you.